0: One. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the We're Talking Football podcast. I'm Weston with me as always, the right-hand man, Lou. Lou, we're spending a lot of time together over these next few days as we're rushing to get all of our, our seats in. That wasn't water. That wasn't <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah. But like we said earlier this week, you know, it is that time of the year focusing in on, on free agency, uh, just to reiterate, free the, the the league year begins on Wednesday, March 15th. Legal tampering period is going to begin on Monday the 13th. Already hearing some whispers around the league as to what's taking place. So we are we have some urgency here to to get some of our information that we want to share in front of the millions and millions of fans and listeners that the We're Talking Football podcast carries. Mm-hmm. This, this evening, Lou, we're going to dig in um, to the – uh, we'll start with the afc north that that's what we'll we'll cover this evening um just to reiterate we divide and conquer here right I'm, I'm looking at two teams you're looking at two teams behaving as if we're the general managers of these teams and our thoughts on which routes these uh individual organizations should go anything you want to add to that no Man, a few words. I I love it. You let me do all the the long-winded shit, and then you just bow out. Speaking of cursing, by the way, um, I was exploring YouTube a little earlier, and I saw that a gentleman from YouTube that's part of the monetization side of the house talking about how they're going to be putting a lot of restrictions on channels out there that curse. Newsflash, we don't take money from anybody, so we're going to say whatever the hell we want on this show, and we're not going to think twice about it. Let the fucks fly. That's it, baby. F-bombs all day, every day. Lou, I mentioned we're going AFC North. I'll give you the honor, sir. Are you going to put me on the clock? I'm going to put you on the clock in a second. Okay. But which team is first up on on your docket? (laughs) (coughs)
1: Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to start with the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Ooh, hot
1: and heavy right away.
0: Let me go ahead, and I got to put you on the clock, my man. Um. Window boom, boom.
1: Our what? it guy, our it guy called out again.
0: Oh my goodness, what is going on? Her, hold on, we'll get this done. Don't worry,
1: it's an awkward silence right here, right now. West. I'm getting
0: a little upset, dude. It's, there we go, I'll try it this way. Bam, there there who go. needs an it guy, baby? Yeah, obviously, let's roll. <laughs> let's roll i'm pumped now let's go let's talk cincinnati Bengals. i wish people could see our text messages changes uh chains on how we like determine which teams we're gonna take just by sending gifs we, to one another and guessing what it means
1: ex- yeah exactly so that that's exactly how we determine who's doing who so we you send those gifts to each other and like you say it, it takes us sometimes days to determine like yeah um
0: i need to sleep on that one lou i'm not sure
1: <laughs> You know what? For the my second team, we will discuss which one I sent to you, and you got it right away. Right away. For, don't don't say. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. We'll All talk right. about
0: it because I. Sh- yeah. I'm actually shocked myself because what you sent, I'm... I can't stand. Yeah. Can't I, stand. I, I... But I like, made... I like this, not gonna I mean, get this I'm yeah, good know, for two dude. days. Honestly, you were this close, but I was like, I hate it so much that I know it, you know right. what I mean? It's like one of those things,
1: okay? All right,
0: so we got the Cincinnati Bengals up, starting the clock now.
1: All right, so I am the general manager of the Cincinnati Bengals. We have 34 million dollars in cash space. That sounds <sighs> God, all, damn, that sounds all lovely and all, but we have a lot of things we need to address here. And my biggest priority perhaps this offseason is start finding a way to keep the big three together. And when I mean the big three together, I'm talking about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I know he's not eligible yet, but I need to have what those numbers are going to look like when he is for a contract extension. And also T Higgins. I'm sorry. Um, a lot of people say you uh, you shouldn't invest tremendous amount of cap space into two primary you know, primary wide receivers. I'm in the businesses, I'm gonna, I need to find good players and good players cost a lot of money. and I can't find and why am I looking on the open market via the draft or free agency for the next T. Higgins, why I have him here? So somehow some way, I need to start mapping out contract extensions for these guys to keep them together because I think they can be a real spec. I think this could be the next Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, and Marvin Harrison, you know, trio. Uh, that the Colts had back in the day. And it's it's my responsibility to try to keep these three together so they can continue the magic they've had over the last couple of years. So that is my biggest concern and primary objective over this offseason. In addition, I was saying that I want to keep the team, you know, the big three together, but I actually want a new look offense. I think it's time to start parting ways with Joe Mixon for a post-June first cut. That'll save me $10 million. Now there's numerous reasons why. I'm looking to get him ready Joe Mixon. First, he's had, he's been in the headlines lately, you know, for some less than desirable uh, news headlines, uh, you know, so there's off the field issues. He has trouble staying on the field as well. And I thought Samaje P. Ryan played admirably for him uh, in spot duties. Not saying I want Samaj P. Ryan to be our starting running back, but we do have the draft coming up this year. It is a loaded draft for running backs. So I would love to bring back Samaje P. Ryan, and also uh, a draft, you know, another rookie running back to help support that running game. Another thing that might not be popular with our fans, and I hate to say this, but I think I'm going to have to cut Tyler Boyd because he's more of a luxury than a necessity right now. And I also would cut him post June 1st. That would save me about $8.9 million. So between both of those uh, departures, that's almost 20 million. That's about like $19 million right there. Now with those with that money that I have saved, uh, saved from those two cuts, I want to reinvest into the offensive line again, and I also want to get a tight end. Uh, I'm just changing the way my offense looks. So I'm looking at some of um, the offensive line because there's a lot of offensive linemen at free agents this year. I'm looking at your Jawan Taylor, your Orlando Brown, your Caleb McGarry, Mike McGlinchey. I need to fortify that right side of my offensive line because uh, the guy I signed this, this previous year, Lyle Comms wasn't it. And I'm looking to get uh, 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 perhaps a bigger threat, a receiving threat at the tight end position. So I'm looking at Kaseki here, right? <clears throat> Last but not least, I want to keep the band together when it comes to the secondary of the Cincinnati Bengals. Three of our starters in the secondary are free agents. Both starting safeties, Von Bell and Jesse Bates are free agents, and Eli Apple. I'm not going to be able to sign Jesse Bates, and I know – Fans are going to hate me for that. He's just too good, too expensive. So, unfortunately, hopefully I can get a comp pick for him next year. So, we kind of foresaw this, and that's why we drafted Dax Hill last year uh, to help soften the blow of Jesse Bates. And Cam Taylor-Britt also played well last year, but I still want to try to bring back Eli Apple and, and Von Bell to keep the, con- uh, the chemistry that this group has because them – They really gelled well, and they play extremely well all together. So I don't want to make too many changes back there. So, and I think uh, it'll be feasible to do with all those cap moves I have already. So, those are those my priorities this off season, and I got to get start working.
0: Yeah, good news is you got a lot to work with already. I mean, listen, Mm -hmm. like. AFC Championship game appearance, Super Bowl appearance. And here's the really good news. All those names you mentioned, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, even some folks you have in the secondary, uh, super cat friendly right now, right? Like, this thing's going to get out of control really fast. And I think you should be doing your due diligence on what it's going to look like for Jamar chase down the line, but I'm also carefully watching the news as well. I know it's just hearsay at this point, but I'm sure you've seen how his girlfriend has posted some things about she can ruin his career. Da 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 da. I'm sure it's a bunch of baloney, but you never know, right? Like what's really going on behind the scenes. Um, I, I just, I, I, to me, the priority one is the defensive backfield. Right, losing Von Bell, losing Jesse Bates. I mean, listen—if you really wanted to keep Jesse Bates, you could. You have the cap to do it, but it does hamstring you on other priorities that that you may have. Um, I don't know about necessarily bringing back like. Maybe I'm just jaded by Eli Apple. Um, I think the the he quarterback
1: played, he, he plays decent in that scheme. Like, he did. like I said. You're not going to be able to get big names everywhere, but I will say this: I can't believe I'm saying this, Weston, but because of Joe Burrow and the ascension of Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati could start becoming a place of destination for uh, older free agents that are in those second and third waves that can still be, you know, serious con- uh, con- contributors. So I think we have to look into that. They have to look into that, like the fact that they're actually attractive now to come to Cincinnati. And they might be able to get some talent or debt later on in free agency that can uh, really bolster this roster.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, there's no goal, there's no superstar defensive back that's available, corner specifically, right? But, I mean, I think you feel pretty comfortable with Awuzie and Hilton. You're still better off than a lot of teams in the NFL with those two. You know, but, like, I don't know. Is the timing right on a Shaq Griffin? Uh, a name you're going to hear me toss around all the time. Bradbury? Yeah. With him. Well, not even this. I mean, I love James Bradbury, but he's aging, right? I'm a big Emmanuel Mosley guy. You know, like, I mean, when he's healthy and he's playing, he's coming off that ACL, it's scary. But like with the two that you have, is he a slot guy though? No, he played outside for us. He played played boundary. Okay. Um, he's a player, man. But I don't know what recovery from the ACL looks like. Um, Yeah,
1: I think if I'm the the Bengals GM, I'd rather the devil I know than the devil I don't type of thing. No doubt. That's why I just want Eli Apple.
0: I get it. But either way, now is the time to say, this has to be our year, right? Because Mm then, I mean, the Joe Burrow contract is going to be absurd, but it's still not going to hit the books next year, right? Like next year is when the extension is really going to come. Um, and then they're going to make it so that it's not absorbed until two years after that. So yep. you still have some time and some, some flexibility. But like Burrow is legitimately right now as we sit right here, 5% of the overall salary cap. What have we always talked about? There's never been a, a team that's won the Super Bowl when their quarterback accounts for more than 16% of their salary cap. He's, a, he's a, literally a third of that right now, but he won't be
1: for very long. Yeah, but I also think you got the new TV deals coming up, right? Yeah, it'll go up. Yeah, I think it's going to go up quicker than you think, my friend. Yeah. I
0: mean, we thought that this year. Didn't really go up that much this year, to be honest. It went up. went up up. up
1: more than they were uh, early projecting from last year.
0: It was sluggish coming out of COVID because the revenue was lost, right, like from that. Went up. Actually, barely went up. I think it was like just slightly Um, it definitely went up from last year, but it's the jump hasn't come yet that they were foreshadowing three years ago, like Mm -hmm. what it was going to look like now, but I agree the new TV contracts, new streaming services, all of that. It's certainly going to add to the equation. Mm -hmm. So that figure will probably look like no team has ever won the super bowl when their quarterback counts for more than 20% of their their salary. cap. All right. I'm going to actually, I'm going to start with the Cleveland Browns for me. Negative fourteen million in cap.
1: Oh whoa 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 whoa! Did
0: something just happen that I missed?
1: Yeah, start the clock, my friend. Oh shit!
0: Oh bother! Who says that, by the way? Oh bother!
1: I do not know. Come on, Winnie the Pooh, man! Sleeping on Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, I'm not a Winnie the Pooh guy.
0: Well, that's on you, bro. Um, all right. Negative fourteen million in cap. Finish seven and ten by all intents and purposes. A an abysmal year for the Cleveland Browns, especially like, I mean, how many times do we hear this at the start of the season? They're the team. They're the team. They're the team. I know things looked a little bit differently. Big trade for Deshaun. We traded a lot for Deshaun Watson to start the year. We knew we weren't going to get him until 12 weeks um, into the season. But as the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, I'm starting already to regret this Deshaun Watson contract (laughs) big time. He is carrying a $54 million number against the cap but what makes that worse for me was the on-field production and product when he was on the field to end the season last year it didn't look good it didn't look smooth can't move on from him. there's just no way around this like he is our quarterback so what do we need um i'm prioritizing weapons for watson to support amari cooper the issue that i'm having right here lou as my general as the general manager is the position that I want to focus on namely wide receiver is just not super attractive to me um, in terms of the, the free agent market gun to my head. I want to stretch the field more. Deshaun is capable of stretching the field more, certainly buying time. The guy that jumps off the charts to me is DJ chart um, in that regard. I think he's would be that, that compliment Amari still fits in that possession receiver mold, you know, not necessarily a burner. Like, look, he's a good player. Yes, he'll catch the ball downfield, um, but the separation, right? Just getting behind—that's that third level of the defense. Uh, still looking for somebody like that, and it's—it's it's, unfortunately, it's n- nobody on our roster that exists is has that level or that capability, in my opinion. So that's where, that's where I'm I'm leaning right now to as as a weapon. I think there's also some cat casualties I need to explore. People like Donovan no pun intended, Donovan people Jones, right? Like he, he might need to be someone, but honestly he's pennies on the dollar. That's not moving the needle. I'm looking at the top of my, my contract list. And I'm saying, are there opportunities to restructure miles Garrett, Wyatt Teller, Amari Cooper, Bradley Chubb, give them a little bit more guaranteed money in a, in a signing bonus and start to move that needle closer to zero. But we are cap strapped. I think I look at my list of free agents, and there's there's some names that I think that have been household names that fans would want to bring back, like Greedy Williams, Ronnie Harrison, Anthony Walker, Kareem Hunt. But I'm gonna resist that temptation. And I want fresh faces on this team. I wanna I I need to get rid of the stigma of like, hey, this is gonna team that's gonna compete because clearly we're really not, right? Like at the level of expectation. The one I would say the one person that I, I want to prioritize to bring back and stick with me here is think of wh- where we are most successful on offense and the way our offensive line is built. We are built to run the football, right? Like that is literally the way that this, this offensive line is pieced together. Um, Deshaun changes that we want to throw a little bit more, et cetera, but we are run first. I think I want to bring back to Ernest, the Ernest Johnson. Um, like I said, we're built to run the football, Kareem Hunt's going to go get a little bit more money than maybe I want to spend and I think he's looking for an opportunity to quote unquote be the guy. If any team's really have the guy, you know, but the Ernest always did well filling in for Chubb and Hunt whenever they were on the mend. You know, he's still south of 30 uh, by a couple years so he hasn't hit the death of running back age just yet. Doesn't have a lot of tread on those tires, knows the offense. Think I want to keep him there. Here's the problem that I'm really having. 60% of my entire cap allocation is fixed on the offense. 67%. Two- thirds of my cap allocation is focused on the offense. And our offense has been struggling. But I need to balance this out a little bit, need to improve the defense. The only way I'm going to do that with the money that I have is I need to I need to be prudent and I think I need to find some prove it, proven vets a little bit on the cheap. And really I'm thinking about the defensive line. We have not done a good job addressing the defensive tackle position and getting complimentary players to Miles Garrett on the opposite. So names that pop out to me are like Sheldon Rankins, uh, Rankins, Puna Ford, David Onimata, right? These are the names that I think are going to be within our budget um, that are going to get opportunity here that are are proven vets. But Lou, at the end of the day, Mother... Mary mother of god here's the truth i'm i'm going to have to address a lot of this in the draft and we're just going to have to get younger and cheaper to tip the scales to balance out between um you know gm hat off cleveland browns are in, in between a rock and a hard place right now money's allocated in the wrong spot and it's money that they just can't get out of it's going to handcuff them for a little while it's going to it's going to it's going to set them back a couple paces
1: yeah, so first and foremost, I think it all stems from trying to restructure Deshaun Watson's contract. He's, I think he said he's open to that, and I think they're getting their serious heat for that contract, so maybe they're feeling a little pressure, right? Because every time they're talking about Lamar, this, Deshaun's name comes out, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to his contract negotiations. One player I think would actually be a fantastic get for the Cleveland Browns would be Miko Hardman for the mere fact that he's a burner, yep. coming off an injury, didn't live up to the you know, the hype and what have you. So maybe you can get him on the cheap and provide another dimension, you know, to to that uh, Cleveland Browns offense. I I agree. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to afford to get Dearness back, but they also have another young guy uh, behind him, Ford, who I think is really capable. I wonder if the rumors of them looking to trade chubb who's the identity of that offense away but if they look at, i wonder if they kind of kick the can on that yeah and see that you know to get some compensation but he's good now he'll be good next year but like you the old bill parcells adage right you get rid of a player a year early than a, uh, than a year late so um i wonder if that's a way for them to between restructuring watson's deal and trading away Chubb, because you said, oh, I'll go to the draft, but they gave up a lot of draft compensation to get Deshaun. Yep. So that's easier said than done. So
0: Here, Here's the issue, right? Like, if I'm Deshaun Watson, why why do I want to renegotiate my contract? Like, why? You gave me $300 million in guaranteed money. Like, I have no obligation to do that whatsoever, and it's... I can be really stubborn and put your team in a spot. Like, the competitor, the winner might say, I need to free up some money to get some talent around me. But there is zero obligation. There is zero threat of like do this or we punt. Can't do it. Like you just can't do it. Like you're you're locked. And then the Chubb stuff. Progression, or I would say, like, he's Nick, Nick Chubb is a very good football player, right? But he's gone backwards. And it's partly because of his age, the wear and tear. I mean, dude, we talk about that? like when these running backs fall off. I mean, he's twenty-eight. He's this is his twenty-nine-year-old season. Like he's been in the league for a little while. What are you really getting in return? You're not getting a first for no, Nick Chubb. A third. You're, you're a third, maybe. but right from second. a team that is close, right? So you're in the back half of the third round, and based on this draft, you're drafting a fourth-round talent. For you might be able Pro to get. A,
1: you might be able to get a second. No way. For a back, from a team in the back end, maybe? I don't know. Picture Chubb on the Bills or the Chiefs. Just yeah, imagine I,
0: that. But this is what I'm saying. A team that's close, right? Yeah. Like, a team that's far away is not going to give up assets for yeah, a 28-year-old running back. And yeah, the, but, that, those yeah. are the picks you want, right? The ones that yeah, are Yeah, no. no to
1: you're, you're looking at from, hey, we're getting compensation plus cap relief. I think you can't quantify that enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just – it's one of those scenarios, like same with the New York Giants, right? Like for to me, Saquon Barkley is better suited for me than he, than he is anywhere else. I feel the same way about Chubb. Better suited for me. Now, if I can fool somebody that wants to give up a second-round pick and take $12 million off my books, like I got to entertain that. I got to kick the tires on that. Wait, uh, why? A hey, we'll see. I might, I, you
1: know, I, might know, I might know a team, actually. Well,
0: we'll I'm talk not- about that. Tomorrow.
1: <laughs> no, no, we're not talking about it. We'll see, right. we'll see.
0: Um, we're going to talk about it right now. So No, 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 no. Who we got next?
1: We got the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Okay, so let's talk about how you let me know it was the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: So as we're going back and forth with our gifts, I'm a firm believer it's pronounced gift, not jiff. So sorry, Weston. Um, I
0: don't know. I don't know. I say something different every time because I still don't know what it actually is.
1: So um I sent Weston over a picture of Derek Zoolander Given a serious face, and he Im- immediately responds, "Blue Steel, you're going Pittsburgh Steelers." And I was floored by the fact that he got he, he got that so quick. I was confident he was not going to get that because I feel like you're not a big movie guy and or that type of movie uh you know would be your in your in your demographics there weston and, and you got it real quick and i was impressed I, I like movies um i'm not a big movie guy
0: but like i enjoy them. the problem is man i'm so old once a movie pops on like if the lights are out i'm passing out <laughs> yeah. like i'm falling asleep in movie theaters i'm falling asleep everywhere um hate ben stiller i'm not a big ben stiller fan at all any movie right like the only reason why I've even watched like the Focker series is cause like, I love watching De Niro, right? <laughs> like uh, in the second one, um, uh, who's the dad pen. Right. Uh, and then like, um, uh, who's the mom in the second one in the second, uh, Barbara Streisand
1: yes. plays
0: like the mom. So oh, like, Dustin Hoffman, and Barbara Dustin Streisand. Hoffman. That's why I don't know why I was saying, thinking the, the older pen. Um, like they they entertain me, they make me laugh. The concept is funny, um, but I don't know. If it's just something about Ben Stiller that I've never actually even seen more than fifteen minutes of of Zoolander. And you Ever. got
1: it, so congrats. So I'm, yes, I will I will be doing the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, so hold on, sir. The Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. All right, so I am the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're just a little under a million dollars over the cap. We're have we're $908,000 over the cap. So obviously the first room is to make some cap room. And I want to use that cap room that I'm going to make to help address the cast around Kenny Pickett, because I need to, I need to ensure, uh, you know, my rookie quarterback, you know, some success. So I'm parting ways with William Jackson. I know we acquired him last year. Didn't, you know, didn't turn out so well. Really wasn't that great, you know, in Pittsburgh. I'm also getting rid of Mitch Trubisky. This frees up $20 million. So, right just those two moves alone, uh, I am in the plus when it comes to the cap. So, for me, I need to invest more in the offensive line, particularly on the left side. Uh, Mike, I'm looking to uh, upgrade over dots in our left guard. I'm looking at players like Nate Davis, maybe Isaac Siamoto, Siamalo uh, on the left side. And I also have to get a legit left tackle out there because the starter I had out there, he shall remain nameless. I don't want to throw my players under the bus, but he had 10 penalties and I believe seven sat- and allowed seven sacks. So um, if I could look to the draft, that would be fantastic. But if I'm looking at free agency, a name that comes to mind is uh, Isaiah Wynn. And the reason being, he's had ups and downs. He's showed at times that he could be – that left tackle, that anchor, but then he has some injury histories uh, with with the New England Patriots, so he might not cost a tremendous amount of money. So Isaiah Wynn is definitely an attractive, um, you know, attractive look uh, option out there for left tackle. I also feel like I need to get a change of pace for the running back position. We have Harris. I love him. He's a bruiser, but he's always banged up. And what I mean by he's always banged up, he plays all the time, but he's always He's always fighting through something, whether it's a foot injury or what have you. And I get it because it's his rushing style. So I need another running back to take a little pressure off of him, but also to add another dimension to you know, my backfield. I want to bring it back to the good old days, right, when the Pittsburgh Steelers had Jerome Bennis and Willie Parker. So I'm looking for something, someone a little more ex- explosive because that's how we had su- success with Ben Roethlisberger. We played good defense had a good offensive line, ran the shit out of the ball, and he would make a play when you need it. That's all we asked for a young Ben at the time. So we're going to need to do that with Kenny Pickett. So the player I'm looking for really you know, honing in is I want to keep Miles Sanders in state to add this dimension to our rushing attack. Maybe a third, you know, not just particularly just third round, uh, third down running back, but like I said, change of pace running back to uh, the yin and the yang just like the good old days, like I said, with Bettis and Willie Parker. And I got to address the secondary as well. I'm going to bring back Emmons. His play was fine last year, the safety Emmons. Um, the whole thing is it's usually cheaper to resign your own than go out in the open market and find a replacement. And that's where you get the saying, it's cheaper to keep her. As uh, So that's why I'm using that saying there for to, to bring back Terrell Emmons at the safety position. I'm not going to be able to afford to bring back Cameron Sutton, so I'm going to kick the tires and some veterans at the cornerback position that won't break the bank but still have something left in the tank. I'm looking at Marcus Peters. Ideally, that will be my target because I'd be stealing away from a rival and i have be addressing a need, and he's still a ball hawk, right? He does get burned but because he gambles and what have you, but he still makes game-changing plays. I guess my contingency plan or plan B would be Patrick Peterson – if I strike on Marcus Peters, last but not least, I want to bring back Larry Obajumbi. Uh, He always kills me because I get his name wrong, but <laughs> you know, so I call him the big O uh, and the reason why I'm doing that, because I feel like he flashed last year for us uh, and we need more depth along that defensive line. And Cameron Hayward is getting long in the tooth. So I need to have someone take some pressure over Cameron Hayward and Larry, the big O, uh, he will help us do that. And I'd like to bring him back. That's it. That's my off season for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Yeah. I don't think there's, there's a lot of like, I think
1: 2023
0: for the Pittsburgh Steelers
1: is just a chess game.
0: Right. I, I think going into 2023, regardless how this shakes out, Cincinnati is the clear favorite to win this division. And I think it's more like what pieces can we put in place So that when all those big hefty contracts that we were talking about, that Cincinnati's going to have to were now, they'll never be in the same category that Cincinnati is right now because Cincinnati's, like, not only do they have young players, they are exceptional young players. You know, Pittsburgh's got some young players. I wouldn't define any of them as exceptional just yet.
1: I'm not going to put them on Cincinnati's level, but the, the Steelers have adequate... Skill position players. They're pretty good. Harris, Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. These are nothing that, these are pretty good young players that can ascend in the next year or two and really grow. So you have to make sure the one thing that's missing with the Steelers is they are the classic was Ferrari with no tires or type of stuff. Like they yeah. had, they, they need to incorporate the old mantra of that offensive line. Something they haven't had in the last couple of years, and they need to really start investing heavily in it. Because what they're trying to do, this bit, you know, this bits and pieces and match game, it's not it's not working out. They can't run the ball. They're not blowing people off the line of scrimmage. They're not giving Kenny Pickett enough time, you know, uh, to decipher defenses. I'm sorry, they have to start investing more in the trenches on the offensive side of the ball
0: i agree I, I totally agree um and i think they need to i think the the one thing that i would want to avoid if i'm the general manager of the steelers is outside of like filling some gaps and by gaps i don't mean like trying to find superstar players but like field enough bodies to dress 46 like on game day and finding some veterans that can do that and do that adequately is i don't want to be adding big name players on like one-year contracts right there's got to be a longer term picture here right like if i'm signing miles sanders like i need it to be a three a three-year deal right like i I need those things because i still need another year for kenny pickett to ascend like i didn't see a lot i saw good things from kenny pickett last year i believe in our hometown kid from new jersey i i I think he will be a good football player and a good quarterback but it's just going to take a little bit like he's not going to take storm onto the scene like burrow did and you know what i mean and like some of these other rookies that just caught lighting in a bottle like right out of the gate it's just gonna take a little while like so you like pitford's just not in a position like hey we're all in this year right like yeah, no no in a in a weaker free agent market where to me there's just not a ton of sexy people out there right now i wanna what are the one or two good pieces that i can add whether it's to the line whether it's a skill whether it's the bolster the defense but they're going to be Steelers for the next three years. That's the yeah. way that I'm looking at it, because yeah. that's going to be when the time and the guard will change. We just talked about how Cleveland's going to be on the struggle bus. I Cincinnati's going to have to figure things out, and they're going to have to compromise and let some superstars go in another two years. That's what, and God only knows what this disaster in Baltimore is going to be based on this off season.
1: So amazing segue. Go ahead, Wes, oh and my tell God. us about You would Baltimore. think I would do this
0: regularly, yeah. right? So. Let's talk about that disaster that is in Baltimore right now, starting the clock. Look, I got priorities across this team. The only priority that I care about right now is figuring out the situation with number eight. Need to figure it out. It is a. It is one A, B, C, D, E, F, G priority for us is stability at the quarterback. Like we're trying to work through this Lamar situation. He wants to get paid accordingly and he's deserved it. He deserves it. He's earned it. Like, like what is something Daniel Jones just got paid, right? Like I know Lamar deserves his money, but I'm being prudent Lou. I'm letting him go find out what the market is so that I can pay him that market and not just make up a fictitious number based on past things that, you know, like a $300 million guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson, right? Like, What's crazy to me, though, about this whole thing, like, GM hat off for just one second, is, like, think about what the Broncos gave up to get Russell Wilson. Think about what the Browns gave up to get um, Deshaun Watson. Like, if you're a team that needs a quarterback, you're not going to trade two number ones to go get this guy right now? Like, i do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, right? Um, so, I know our back's against the wall, but I'm, GM hat back on. I'm I'm toeing water here because I certainly don't want to tarnish the relationship either with our franchise player. But I'm confident we will bring Lamar back at a number that he's comfortable with and at a number that we're comfortable with, and we'll have the under center solidified for the foreseeable future. But that is it. We're oh I should have started. We're eight. Million dollars plus behind the cap. We were ten and seven last year. We figured this thing out with Lamar. We erased the cap deficit, right? Because we have a long-term contract, we skew it accordingly. You know, we're back in the green versus operating in the red. Some other things that could get us there, and that I'm prioritizing is, you know, unfortunately, it's just time to say goodbye to Calais Campbell. This is his 37 slash 38 year old season. Um, that's an immediate seven million dollars recognized in savings. And along those same lines, I'm really looking at people like Marlon Humphrey, Ronnie Staley. To me, those are immediate restructuring opportunities. People that I want here, right? And then I can kind of bump this problem down the road and get a little influx of cash. Because no matter how you cut it, whoever's whoever is under center, we need more playmakers on offense. For whatever reason, Baltimore always has this grinding defense. Um, they still got, very capable individuals up and down the defense, even with a departure of Calais or whoever, you know, Justin Houston and some other names out there. Like they're still capable individuals out there, but we need players like batsman as we've come to know them across our is, I don't want to call him a boss, but he certainly hasn't. We haven't seen that production out of our first round guy. A lot of it's injury riddle, but like best ability is availability. And we haven't seen that availability. Even if he's healthy, what are we looking at from a real threat standpoint for Lamar? Bateman and Andrews. Andrews was nicked up last year. Like, we need some consistency there. Somebody that I am super interested in that I think immediately uplevels us from a skill position just around availability and consistency, Jacoby Myers. I think he fits in this offense very well. Uh, the No longer the Greg Roman offense, right? A more traditional offense that we're going to be running. Jacoby is a route monster. He eats up space. He runs really cool, clean, crisp routes, just a model of consistency. Don't need him to find the end zone. I got those targets, right? I don't need him to. I need him to move chains. I need him to be open and available. He's a guy that I really like for this offense. I talked about Marlon Humphrey before. You just mentioned how Marcus Peters is gone. I'm not looking to bring Marcus Peters back. There's another name on the market that I think pairs wonderfully with Marlon Humphrey, and it's James Bradbury. I think he fills right in, less of a gambler, a little bit more consistent. So maybe I give up this game-changing play, but I'm not giving up game-changing plays either on that side of the ball. So that's what I'm prioritizing. There's not a lot they should be focused on, candidly outside of figuring out this Lamar situation. And because of that Lamar situation, I am seriously entertaining trying to bring back Snoop Huntley, potentially, right? Um, There's nobody in the draft that I feel comfortable with that gives me that Lamar Jackson-esque feeling, regardless of who the offensive coordinator is. Um, I'm doing that with the intention of Lamar will be here, but I've also seen how the last two seasons have ended with Lamar and they've ended with injury. So that's, that's what I'm prioritizing for the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you're mentioning the Baltimore Ravens, the off season and not the the only thing it's the most obvious, that's Lamar Jackson. And to see what is going to happen with his contract status, what makes this even more difficult is the fact that the Baltimore Ravens uh you know, front office in the brass, they are negotiating with Lamar Jackson, not an agent, right? So why is this making difficult? Can you picture if if you were looking to you know, it's like basically asking your boss for a raise and they're saying, We're gonna give you a raise, but not the one that you want, your feelings would get hurt. You'd be yep. a little you know, your ass will be a little chapped, right? So that's why in these high pressure and extremely lucrative Deals, you have agents to kind of be that middleman to make sure that peacemaker, that arbitrator, uh, you know, to help soften, you know, the messages, right? Because you don't want a full break off from the table. I do agree the fact, you you know, what they did was smart. Hey, let let the mark go ahead, go out in the open market, see what they, you know, what you're worth, and then we'll be more than happy to match anything. And I think. The, the word collusion is getting thrown away, you know, thrown around, you know, extremely quick, quickly because everyone said, no, you know, we're not we're not going to be interested in Lamar Jackson. I think it's stupid. But the, the thought process, I think, for some of the GMs is like, hey, we're not going to do Baltimore's work for them. All right. Let's let them squirm, you know, because th- what's going to happen is a holdout is going to happen. I don't think Lamar plays if he's tagged, you know, I mean, because he's tagged again. Right. So I don't think he plays under the tag, and I think this has been going on for two years. So I think there'll be no resolution. Uh, so not sure, you know, what, what happens. I mean, I can't even think about the other needs right now of this Baltimore Ravens team without without addressing Lamar. They need another play. They need with because they have now a traditional offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. Uh, you know, from Georgia, love him. I think he, I think he can do tremendous, bring a tremendous amount of expertise. You know, to that Baltimore offense and make it a little more perhaps modern or traditional. Uh, that being said, um, I think they need another playmaker, another real wide receiver because they're throwing out a bunch of hobos there. And what they really need is someone a deep threat. And you know, once again, maybe that is. I'm bringing up McCall Hardman too because they're because the Ravens are under or have, are cap strapped too, right? So they might. I'm not. Sure, they have to look to the draft and perhaps. You know a cheaper option on wide receiver DJ Chark or what yeah. have you. So, I
0: think, I think, McCole Hartman's gonna bring more money than a lot of people think. It's um, coming off, it's
1: coming off injury, and in is, but years. like,
0: you just look around, right? And it's like, I yeah. need a wide receiver. These are the wide receivers out here. This is the wide receiver market. I mean, what, you like saw, 10 million
1: a year, t- 10 what's the space
0: from Arizona, who got 17 million dollars a year to go to Jacksonville. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it, somebody's everybody reaches the chicago bears like feel like a team that's going to reach cuz they got all this money to spend like jackson yeah. last year they didn't care if they overpaid they still couldn't even spend all the money that they had available yeah. in the in the cap um but i agree with that the one point is without lamar it's all null and void i don't care what you do this year in free agency unless it's short of like bringing in aaron rodgers right like instead of lamar you're not competing in the afc you're just not you're, yeah. just, you're just not. um So nothing else matters except yeah, that the buck you know? starts
1: and stops with Lamar Jackson,
0: 100. All right, Lou, that wraps us up. AFC North. um Like I always do, re- rely on you to tell everybody where they can find us.
1: W at WTF Pod NFL on Instagram, and Twitter, and Western is always the YouTube page.
0: We're talking football podcasts. I can clearly tell you all are not getting my message about hitting the subscribe and hitting the like and getting the notes We're we're staying at a status quo of 1.1 million followers we're trying to get to that 1.2 uh (laughs) threshold so uh help us out take care of us until next time adios